Welcome to Gain That Tune. everybody it is game that tune back in the house once again it is your boy john harrington here and we got john regan with us say hey hey and we got jesse moore say hey hey and we've got david fleming say hey hey hell yeah guys we're back yet again game that tune in the house the uh, internet's one and only video game music guessing game show and that should be enough to tell you what it is but just in case it's your first time joining us what we're going to do here we've each brought three songs from a game we're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia we're going to goof off have a lot of fun the winner at the end of the night uh, plays, uh, picks the theme for the next episode and plays their bonus tunes and our winner last week was the illustrious David Fleming. And David, tell them what the theme is for tonight's episode. Uh, the theme for tonight's episode is platformers. So, games with tall shoes. Yes, exactly. Okay, I like it. It's going to be a real disco-heavy the theme. Um, I, wa- I wanted a real softball. Like, there's only so many <laughs> disco games. Like, you I- know what? Let's... Let's all pick one of the five games. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you guys a hint. I picked a Barbie shoe-oriented game. Ooh. Mad about I shoe? I hope you're not lying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So what is... Uh, yeah. So the theme is platform games. David, what does platforming mean to you? Um, any game in which the goal of the game is to move from point A to point B by jumping over obstacles and across platforms from gaps. Yes. Uh, to the, the un- uninitiated, uh, you know, most video games back in the day. Uh, games involving jumping, moving through a level, uh, walking on platforms. I feel like, you know, we probably don't need to explain it, but it feels good to try to explain it because it's, uh, it's one of those uh, gatekeeping things. Like, we know what a platformer is, but, like, what if somebody's listening to episode 162 of a video game music podcast and they're not sure what a platformer is? Like, we got to look out like for I feel like it's people. one of those things, like, everybody knows it, but nobody knows how to describe it. Like, what's the taste of water? Uh, you just know it. That's actually a very deep question, David. What is the taste of water? I know the shape of water. New topic. Yeah. Oh, are we doing fish fuck games? Yeah! (laughs) Oh, Oh. man. If I win, I know what my theme is next week. (laughs) Great night to debut that new... uh, (laughs) Great night to debut the new fish logo. Yeah, that new sexy fish logo we got. God. Um, no, I guess this... we should have started the episode saying hello, game that tunas. You know, 
you know, uh, with the benefit of hindsight, <laughs> maybe it'd be a good idea to somehow explain that new logo. But whatever, it's a visual. It's uh, not a visual medium. This is a podcast recording. So uh, if you want to see our cool new logo, I don't know, look at the cover art or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Use your fucking don't, eyes. Yeah, don't forget, it's a fucking podcast. Um, but yeah, so we got five great games tonight. We got a great fan request, and uh, you know, it's time to get it started, Johnny. So uh, what do we got coming on? Uh, game number one. Game one. So this was one of the first Game Gear games uh, available on the 3DS Virtual Console in March 2012. Um, you rescue four kidnapped friends from an enemy, and uh, as you do so, you get to control them, similar to like a Mega Man kind of situation. Let's see some answers. I should write my answer down. Alright, um, I actually can't see yours, David. Uh, Sonic Blast, that's incorrect. Uh, John wrote Dragon Crystal, that's incorrect. Jesse wrote Shinobi, and that is correct. This is, uh, I believe in the US, was released as Shinobi. Uh, outside the US, was released as the GG Shinobi, which I think is a great title. Well. <laughs> uh huh. The Game Gear and, Shinobi for I Game was going to say, and what does the GG stand for? <laughs> Good guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that good game, Shinobi. <laughs> hmm. Interesting pick, John. Yeah. It so I assume like you played this on 3DS Virtual Console, not Game Gear, right? <laughs> um, I, I played it on both. Uh, I played it on my five Game Gears and my ten 3DS Virtual Consoles. <laughs> you know you only I need like one Virtual Console per 3DS, right? <laughs> Wait, can a 3DS have more than one Virtual Console on it? I just want to take this, sure. this opportunity to talk about how John has mentioned how many times he's played this game, and also how he said, it looks like a fun game. Yeah, it does. It looks like a fun game. It's <laughs> but he's played it, and it's not. No, it's yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> uh, plenty of games look fun. You know, we're familiar with that. We all rented bad games. <laughs> so, yeah, like, it might appear to be fun. It ain't. Uh, but that's not for me to say, because uh, I've never played it. So, yeah, John, Shinobi, Game Gear version. What's the story? <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, you got four levels plus a fifth, uh, wow. like boss level. Each level has like three parts to it. It's not. It's not like you know. It's four worlds. Maybe is what you want to call it. Um, and yeah, you go through rescuing your ninja friends, uh, and then once you do, you can switch between them as you play the levels. And each has a unique ability. Like one can double jump, one can um, I think hold on to like ceilings or something like that. Uh, and they all have unique weapons and then a unique like technical skill. So one guy can destroy like crumbly rocks. Another guy has like uh, can control water in some stages. Uh, one guy could freeze enemies temporarily. Uh, so yeah, it's a pretty good little mix of like stuff that you get to do. A good amount of uh, of, of platforming and a little bit of puzzle solving. Uh, I like it. The final stage is basically a giant maze and puzzle. Uh, and like Mega Man, you get to refight some bosses. You know, in the final stage. Right. One boss is a helicopter. Which I just think is very 90s ninja game. Like a ninja just fighting a helicopter. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's Shinobi, like a ninja fighting a helicopter. <laughs> I assume. I mean, again, it's just not my series. Uh, I feel like I was corrected on this you know, years ago on this show. That this uh, Shinobi bears no resemblance to Ninja Gaiden uh, in any way except ninjas. So, uh, you know, that's really the extent of my Shinobi knowledge. That and uh, Joe Musashi showing up in Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed. Mm. Um, but, but yeah. Uh, I, mo I mostly picked this because I, I thought the soundtrack was pretty good. It's by uh, Yuzo Koshiro. Wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah he's, he's pretty good. <laughs> Not sure Johnny, if you know uh, this. For future reference and past game that tune reference, when you say something like that, you should say, maybe you've heard of him. Uh, hey, maybe you've heard of him. Yeah, I'm gonna edit that together too. It's gonna make you sound oh really snappy. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, fucking Yuzo Koshiro, man. You know, the the master. Um, man, I I don't know what to say about this, Johnny. You gotta keep us going. <laughs> um, I can keep us going on the game too if you want. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> So real talk, have game you actually? Two. <laughs> no, I have not actually played this game. I knew it. <laughs> I'll probably be giving it a whirl later tonight. Uh, you should. It does, look, it does look pretty good. Yeah, you own a 3DS, John. Yeah. 
I yeah. do. I do. I do, don't I? You do, yeah. motherfucker. That's why I asked. <laughs> I always forget about that. God damn. That's why like, we keep it's... telling you to play games on your 3DS. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I know that you don't want to pay the $5.99 to actually purchase this, so you can probably just, I don't know, you probably have it on a Raspberry Pi somewhere, you know, hidden inside your house. So, you know, maybe you should play it there, John, but like, there's, there's very few barriers to you playing this game. <laughs> I also could just, you know what? I'm not even gonna get into all the options I ever play in this game. I have a lot of options for playing this game, you though. You do. Yeah. I was just saying, the more options that you add to play this game, the worse you look for not playing this game. <laughs> right. You could probably play every Shinobi game. Yeah. I don't yeah. think any, I really don't think anything's standing in your way, John. And the world wants to see you play every Shinobi game. Oh my god! I don't know. Wasn't there like a Shinobi on PS2 that might be difficult for him? Mm. Yeah, how good are you at pirating PS2 games? Uh, pretty good at pirating okay. everything. I think he's pretty great. <laughs> By which you mean legally purchasing from the corner store PS2 well, yeah, games? But I didn't yeah. want to use all those words. Right. Yeah, uh, it's a common phrase for going to the store. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Blackbeard <laughs> had to buy groceries too. You know, so I said that's true. I do often ask my wife, "Hey, I'm gonna go pirate some milk and eggs. Do you want anything?" Yeah, right. yeah. You went and pirate a car. I sure would. My credit checks out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, you know, John, just because he happens to, you know, quote unquote, pirate his games from the, uh, you know, the bootleg shop, you know, tight work uh, music and video games. Yeah, because where <laughs> do you put boots? On your feet, which are attached to your legs, bootleg. Yeah. And you gotta walk to the store. Yeah. With so your bootlegs. <laughs> yep. See, I'm just imagining, like, a corner electronic store that sells video games with, like, some sexy pirate pinup girl as the logo with, like, fishnets and knee-high boots. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, the bootleg store. <laughs> That's where you go to buy these. Bootleg pirate Legally. games. <laughs> I don't see any problem with naming a video game store that. <laughs> Are all your games, uh, you know, burned on home DVDs? Yes. What is the issue? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's based on my real uh, real life experience of at one point stopping in the uh, like the real hood side of town when I was living in Gainesville. I was delivering pizza and I finally delivered one to Tight Work Music and Video, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, I've been wanting to stop in there, but it's kind of scary. So, uh, you know, I went in there and, you know, the guy's like, hey, man, I got three for ten on DVDs. I'm like, hell yeah, give me Kill Bill 1, Kill Bill 2, and I don't know, something else. And he handed <laughs> Kill me... Kill Bill 3. <laughs> handed me three <laughs> loose, burnt DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite what I was expecting. <laughs> so, like, oh, sorry about though. that. You know, there was, a, there was a fire in the delivery truck. It burned all the labels off. But they're good. I promise they're yeah, good. Exactly. You know that Maxell, they make uh, they make all the best DVDs. <laughs> Is this mar magic marker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh anyway, yeah. So uh no, piracy is bad. But uh, buying your games from the pirate-themed video game store is perfectly fine. Uh, so, you know, Johnny, do that. Pull up your pirate-themed 3DS eShop and uh, download yourself a copy of GG Shinobi. <laughs> um, which, yeah, I, I don't want to make any more jokes about GG Shinobi. I, I can't think of a decent one. The only one I can think of is comparing him somehow to, you know, uh, awful punk rock person G.G. Allen. Oh my and, god! He yeah. throws shit instead of <laughs> Like, oh pisses all over an audience and eats shit on stage. Like, that's Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shaves one of his eyebrows off. <laughs> like, that is you know, weird. Fucked up. 
weird Game Gear game. Yeah. GGL. See, my only. Yeah. All my games on Game was... Gear are weird like that, just because yeah. of the, you know, the, the GG the, the notation. But, uh, See, my only idea was to compare GG Shinobi to JK Ryu Hayabusa. Okay, yeah, also that. <laughs> That's, it could be uh, GGG Shinobi. No. Oh. Game 2. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> So this game was originally based on the 16th century Chinese epic Journey to the West. However, in order to appeal to Western audiences, the main character was changed to be something more recognizable to the West.
Oh, man. Who's ready? Oh, I'm so ready. You hit me right at the last moment. I was like, oh shit, it has to be this game. I really hope you're right, because if you're wrong, that will be awkward. Yeah, that'd be weird. Johnny, finish drawing that penis. No, I kept resetting my board because I misspelled something. P-E-N-I-S. It's not that hard to spell. P-E-E-N-1-5-U-S. Alright, so, John Harrington says Demon Sword, incorrect. John Regan says Fapping, incorrect. Jesse Moore has the correct answer with Wampum. Yeah! Wait, this is Wampum. Yeah, I just did one P initially. Vaping. (laughs) Vaping. (laughs) So, this is Wampum. Jesse, have you played it or just heard of it? I've just heard it and seen it and wondered why, oh, why did they do this? (laughs) Yeah, this is, um, it's a fun game. I want to stress that. I want to stress that point because there are some questionable decisions in this game. It's it's basically Native American Mega Man. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, originally this game was built around Journey to the West, the story of Sun Wukong and his magic staff as he goes to, like, explore and whatnot. So... The story we all know. Yeah. So why would they do it in video game form? Why not change it to something else? (laughs) I mean, anybody who has watched any anime ever is vaguely aware of Journey to the West, whether they know it or not. Like, it's a very iconic piece of Asian literature. But... Obviously, uh, Jaleco, the company who made it, was like, oh, you know, we don't think they'll they'll take to this, so we need another sort of character who wields, like, a spear staff weapon. Let's use a, a Native American called Soaring Eagle. But the weird thing is, they changed literally nothing else. So, like, as you go into the forest level, you're exploring, like, a giant bamboo grove. So it was like, um... Where in the American Southwest is there bamboo growing? It's a real so wait, place story. Did they even change like the character model? Like, did they make it look like a little Native American guy, but then yes. just put him in a Japanese <laughs> <Yeah>. world? <laughs> yeah, they nice. they changed the sprite for the character and then nothing else. <laughs> so um, <laughs> anybody who's familiar with Dragon Ball, he the Sun Wukong is famous for having a magic staff as well as a cloud that he can like ride around on. One of the power-ups that you get in this game, because like Jesse said, it's it's kind of like a Mega Man game. You're given a, a world select and every boss that you beat gives you a, a power-up. One of the power-ups is a magic cloud that you ride on. So it's like, yeah, that's a very Journey to the West thing, but uh, I'm not sure of any Native American legends that involve summoning a cloud to ride around on. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, I don't know. Dragon Ball was already a thing. Like, why didn't you just make it a Dragon Ball game? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and that's 
that's what I think is so weird is because this game was released in like 1991. So they're like, oh, we can't have this like overtly East Asian game. Kids won't like that. It's like, you know, the Tanuki suit was already a thing. Yeah. I think we would have been prepared for that. And I mean, even if, if we didn't fully understand it, like the Tanuki suit, we would come to understand it in the, in the like, years following. It just, you know, it's not that fucking hard. Like, oh, why is Mario turning into a, like, a weird dog raccoon? I don't know. Gonna keep playing, though. I like it. Yeah, like, it looks neat. Yeah. Why is this Mario guy was... uh, flying around on a cloud? I don't know, but it fucking rules. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it is a fun game. Like, it's... It's basically a Mega Man style game, but with a melee attack instead of projectiles. Like, you use your spear to attack people, and then as you gain power ups from the bosses, you get, again, like the cloud. You get, uh, like a whirl. You spin your spear around, which will break certain blocks. So it's more exploration based rather than, like, I have this power up. It'll defeat the next boss. Like, mm-hmm. um,. But it is, it's a its a really fun game. The, the main character, you stab forward, you can stab up as you jump. Um, I believe you have a down thrust as well. So Ooh, yeah. you do have multiple methods of attack. Mm. Um, and it's, it's one of those games that I never owned as a child, but every time that we went to Albertsons, man, like, <laughs> oh, Legend of Zelda is sold out. Let me pick up Wampum. This game's pretty fun. And your parents would be like, oh, God, David, that is really problematic. I know we don't use that word yet because it's 1992, but, like, we're going to go ahead and label it. Yeah, this game's problematic. Uh, <laughs> um, now, uh, my question, uh, how, uh, how reminiscent is it of uh, Shovel Knight? You know... Because you said it's like Mega Man, but with melee attacks. I was like, I know a game like that. <laughs> it's the shovel knight. I mean, like Ducktales. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, melee attacks, shovel knight, Mega Man levels. <laughs> shovel Knight is kind of like the expanded, better version of this. Like, because Shovel Knight is not restrained by the NES. Would this you game like definitely to see is. Shovel Knight meet the uh, character from Wampum? You know what? If um, if Shovel Knight added an extra campaign, because you know you can play as Plague Knight, Inspector Knight, and King Knight. If they added play as Soaring Eagle, I would be all down for that. Yeah, Wampum Knight <laughs> or yeah. Native Knight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it'd be it'd be a nice touch, man. Like it'd be pretty great if they added some bonus levels that are all like really Asian, and then you get to the end and it's the little guy from Wampum. It's like, now hold on. Very few people get this reference, but <laughs> for the ones that do, they really seem to like it. This is uh, this is good content. <laughs> but also at the same time, I feel like the team who made Shovel Knight, like the Venn diagram of people who made Shovel Knight and people who know what Wampum is, is probably a solid circle. Yeah, it's nearly like, a circle. There's a lot of overlap. <laughs> Yeah, um, I am not in that circle, not only because I didn't make Shovel Knight, but because I had no fucking idea this existed. Like, what a, what an odd game, man. It, it you know, I'm looking at screenshots, and like you said, it looks like Native American Mega Man. It looks, uh, you know, to me, vaguely like Kid Nicky Radical Ninja, but I know Kid Nicky looks like shit and sucks. 
Um, you know, this game looks better than that, but like for, for like it, I'm trying to like equate it with something in my brain that I played and that made as much sense as this. It's like, oh yeah, Kid Nicky. <laughs> Surely. But again, like imagine one of those like very, very stereotypical classic like Asian games like Kid Nicky or even, um, Mystical Ninja Goemon. Mm-hmm. Just put a Native American as the main character. Like, that pretty much gives you wampum. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised more games also. didn't do this, quite frankly, to appeal to that American audience. <laughs> like, you want to you know, really uh, really put Native Americans back on top, put them in the games, and it's not that hard to swap them out with the little Asian characters in games. They both have black hair, and that's pretty much it. Like, that's, <laughs> that's where the similarities end. <laughs> so... Um. It's just an easy swap. A little feather. Just say, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Sukasa Tawada, the composer for the game, who worked on a bunch of the Pokemon games, like Battle Revolution, and um, I think he did Pokemon Coliseum, and he did the sound effects for a bunch of Dragon Quest games. So, like, the dude who composed the music definitely got around, and yeah. it's it's a catchy NES soundtrack. It's just in a game that nobody has ever heard of, except for those people who were at Albertsons or Blockbuster <laughs> looking at the NES or act like, hmm, what's this? Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, excuse me, sir, what's the most uh, racially problematic game you have? <laughs> well, we have Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and we have uh, Wampum. Hmm. <laughs> well, it's legends. tried my damnest and I could never beat Punch-Out, so I might as well try Wampum. Um, man, now there's the crossover we need. A new wampum game where at the end of each level is a Mike Tyson's punch-out boss. (laughs) Or honestly, honestly, I'm kind of surprised that Soaring Eagle was never a character in a punch-out game. Like, that seems like something that would have been in there. Like, you've got Pizza Pasta and Von Kaiser, like, Soaring Eagle should have been in there. Oh, man. Yeah, maybe that's, like, almost, you know, they could almost recognize in the Punch-Out, like, developer's room, like, no, that ain't gonna fly. That uh, that barely flies in Japan. We definitely can't do a Native American theme boxer in fucking America. (laughs) That ain't gonna fly. It's gonna soar. Soaring Eagle, go. Where's the sound, John? Thank you. Uh, okay, David, we've got anything else great. on Wampum, a game that probably also should have just been renamed Soaring Eagle, now that I think about it? Like, yeah, that'd be why'd a lot Why'd they better. keep it? Why'd they call it Wampum? <laughs> well, it's it's a play on words, because the, the Wampum is, is like it? a set of beads used by uh, certain Native American tribes. They're like, I, oh yeah, we'll just do like a, a fun little pun. It's like, again, without realizing... Like... <laughs> Puns as they relate to cultural appropriation wouldn't age particularly well. Uh. It is, despite the um, racial insensitivity, it is a fun game. And if you can find it, I I do recommend playing it. But if for no no other reason than it's fun to watch, like, a Native American character fuck up all these Japanese and Chinese enemies. Like, it's... There's a huge disconnect once you realize. (laughs) Sounds great. I'm going across that land bridge one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fantastic, man. Johnny, let's keep it going. (laughs) Game three.
<laughs> uh, trivia for this game. This is one of two games based on this IP that was released for the SNES in the span of the year between Feeling fantastic. It, it took me an embarrassingly long time to place that last song. Really? <laughs> okay, well, you, you know, y'all chose the right one of the two games. It's a hat trick on the Flintstones Treasure of the Sierra Mad Rock. <laughs> Now we will go around the horn and allow everyone to say yabba dabba do, Johnny. Yabba dabba do! <laughs> David? Yabba dabba do! <laughs> and Jesse? Yabba dabba do! Yes, that's fantastic. Guess what sound never <laughs> occurs in this game? <laughs> oh, are you serious? <laughs> There's no sound I mean... effect of Fred Flintstone saying yabba dabba do. <laughs> The SNES, like, finally had the capacity for voice acting, and they didn't put it in? Seriously, it should have been playing at the end of every level. <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, Shows playing constantly every jump. Yabba yeah, dabba do. <laughs> yabba! Yabba! <laughs> do! do. <laughs> okay, uh, so before we go uh, get into the game, I do have a great idea now for a Super Mario 64 ROM hack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... That, that feels like it has to exist already, right? Like, 
Uh, now, super... is the ROM hack replacing Mario with Fred Flintstone, or literally just the sound effect when he <laughs> just... does triple jump? You know, I was thinking just the sound effect, but making a Fred Flint, making it all Flintstone Steve thing sounds really good, dude. Yeah, if you could hack the entire Super Mario sixty four game to just be Flintstones, I mean, I'd play that the shit out feet. of it. Instead of stars, instead of collecting 120 stars, you're collecting 120 rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the extent of the humor on the Flintstones. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this game, man. Jeep, um, <laughs> this game, it doesn't... I would you play as Barney. <laughs> Your Barney is on the roof. <laughs> I would love nothing more than the only changes were the yabba dabba sound effect and Princess Peach's level was literally just, Hey, gee, Fred, I got lost. Find me. <laughs> I love that Princess Peach wouldn't be Wilma, it would be Barney. <laughs> hey, Fred. <laughs> hey, Fred. <laughs> I picked a cake. Does that truly body rubble? Does that mean that Bowser would be the Great Kazoo? <laughs> um, that, or he would be uh, the villain from the Flintstones movie. <laughs> It'd be Cliff Vandercave. Um, oh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> So yeah, God, I almost just want to talk about this hypothetical <laughs> Super Mario Super Fred sixty four. This would be really it's, good. Yeah, when you say the Flintstones movie, you mean the live action movie with the Fuck guy yeah. played by Kyle MacLachlan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the secretary who is Halle Berry. Yeah. <laughs> um, playing Mrs. Sharon Stone, I believe. <laughs> and Rick Moranis uh, is Barney. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a, a Stone Cold classic. I fucking love ah, that Flintstones God. movie. <laughs> Yeah, who who played Mr. Slate in that movie? Mr. Slate was the chief of uh, Law and Order SVU, Dan Florek. Oh wow! What? <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Oh my! This movie gets better and better. Why are we watching this <laughs> right now? Yeah, let's just stop this and do a movie commentary for the Flintstones movie. <laughs> I do definitely remember hearing it's like, oh yeah, they're making a Flintstones movie with John Goodman as Fred. Like, Pitch yeah, that seems perfect. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, no, um, that that really was pitch perfect casting, and uh, so here's the thing: there were two games released for the SNES between 1994 and 95. This one, and then in 1995, the Flintstones, the movie, the game. Um, guess which one I didn't want to play after wa like watching it briefly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one because they went with unsettling SNES versions of live action Flintstone sprites. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's gross Digitized? looking. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, god, like Mortal Kombat but with Flintstones actors? Yeah, yeah but with yeah. John Goodman oh. playing Fred Flintstone. <laughs> oh, that'd be, oh, I'd play that game. It looks fucking terrible. I would play Mortal Kombat with Flintstones characters. <laughs> Mortal Kombat? <John Com>Rock? <laughs> 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 Uh, but yeah, no, um, Flintstones the movie game is like everything that's wrong with like SNES and Genesis platformers. Like, uh, Jesse and I have talked about like Aladdin, it's like a big warehouse platformer, and you're playing as disgusting looking, like, digitized live action sprites. Uh, Flintstones Treasure of Sierra Mad Rock, though, it's just, uh, it's a fun cartoony game, and. I don't care for it very much, but that's not because it's bad. It's because it's just kind of basic. Like, it's uh, it's super easy platforming, um, though parts of it are slightly hard, basically because you don't quite know what's going on. Like, 
you know, there will be animals that chase you and you don't know if they're going to hurt you, and most of them, they do, but you can also, like, jump on them and ride them. Uh, there will be parts where you'll be walking above water and, like, a shark will swim by and, like, start knocking the floor down, and, uh, if you fall in the water, you get hurt, which, you know, seems like you should be able to jump out of the water and avoid the shark, but no, like, touching the water hurts you. I don't know what it is with cavemen and water. Um... They're cavemen, not watermen. That's true. There's no water in a cave. Um, but yeah, and uh, the thing that's very odd to me, that, you know, it's got like it's got like nice little short levels, good level variety. I mean, like there's some good kind of running and like you know you'll get like a downhill run going and do like a big jump and uh, you know it's fun kind of cartoony levels. The thing that confuses me is the overworld design in this game. Um, it's a board game. Like, you, you play as Fred and Barney, and in order to progress in the game, every time it's time to play a different level, you roll, not a die, a rounded rock, for some reason. Yeah, Fred throws I a think rock. The reason, I think the reason is, it's the Flintstones. Yeah, but I mean, how do you tell, like, which side it landed on? It's a round fucking rock. So, just keep on throwing, you know, I, I don't know, man, but... Uh, yeah, so you roll a one, two, or a three, and you move along the board, and you have to play a short level. Um, you can collect things and buy items. You can uh, run into uh, your fellow water buffaloes and uh, like get power ups from them. Like you have to do a like a mode seven like foot race against one of them, and it gives you like the ability to like double jump. Um, and then you know the most uh, you know nothing uh, nothing wrong with this. Uh, Betty and Wilma are on the board, and uh, if you run into Betty, uh, if you run into Betty when you're playing as Barney, or Wilma when you're playing as Fred, guess what happens? Uh -oh. You get health back because they give you a kiss. No, you bang them. No, <laughs> Barney. <laughs> No. They fucking make they nag you and make you go back several spaces. Uh, <laughs> the wives are the punishment in this game. <laughs> that's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the Flintstones was originally in like the '60s, so yeah. maybe like okay. Yeah. So in 1994, this was fresh, fresh material here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it. This is uh, Flintstones Treasure of the Sierra Mad Rock. So this is a cartoon from the 60s the subtitle was a reference to a movie from 1948 um this every is, kid's favorite yeah like you know, every kid's gonna you know having seen the live action flintstones movie run out and grab treasure of the sierra <laughs> mad rock like, right although to be fair like kids watching the flintstones as reruns in the 90s like this is basically the honeymooners yeah but, you know, at what point did the Honeymooners go on the quest for the treasure of the Sierra Mad Rock? I mean, like, I, you know, I don't know. I it's, would like to see Treasure of the Sierra Madre remade with the Honeymooners cast. Is there a Honeymooners <laughs> video game? Oh, there I should be. I think it's called the Flintstones. <laughs> the Flintstones <laughs> the movie, the game. Um, <laughs> no, what I want to see is other, like, 40s and 50s movies <laughs> made into Flintstones games. <laughs> like, you know, the, the Flintstones, the Maltese Foul Rock. Uh, <laughs> the Flintstones in Casa Rocca. Um, Gone with the Rock. Gone with the Rock. Uh, birth of a Rock. Um, oh. Fucking, you know, uh, a street rock named Desire. 
uh, from here to Rocktonity. So uh, like it rock. <laughs> Bridge over the river rock. <laughs> <laughs> the Flintstone Some Enchanted Evening. Yeah, exactly. His Rock Friday. <laughs> Double Rock Demnity. <laughs> uh, all about rock. <laughs> Twelve angry rocks. <laughs> There's so many things you can do. Citizen yeah. Rock. <laughs> rock, bud. <laughs> yeah, but too, it's a sled, too. <laughs> oh, God, now all I want is Orson Welles as a character on the Flintstones. <laughs> God, I wish that had been his final role instead of Unicron. He was playing oh, God. Fred Flintstone in a Orson Citizen Wells. Kane remake. Orson Welles is the Great Gazoo. <laughs> None of us can do a good enough impression to make no. that happen. But I was going to say, but all, all I really want is to hear Orson Welles' voice saying, Dum Dum. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, God. <laughs> anyway, um, we, yeah, we broke David. It's the Flintstones. <laughs> Meet the Flintstones. Uh, they're the modern Stone Age family. Um, this game has one of the worst like story cons- like story you know, ideas ever for a game. Uh, it's got a nice opening cutscene where Fred and Barney are at their water buffalo meeting, and the Grand Poobah announces that he's going to step down as Grand Poobah. And you know, Fred's like, "Oh, Barney, I'm going to be the new Grand Poobah." And <laughs> the Grand Poobah announces, uh, "I've decided the way I'm going to decide my successor is everyone go look for this treasure." <laughs> I'm like. What the fuck? Like this is just a social club. Like this, you, know, you can't make everyone do this. <laughs> you know, no wonder Fred and Bar- or Fr- like Fred and Barney piss off Wilma and Betty so much. They fucking go on like a giant life-risking journey so that one of them can be the head of you know the fucking local water buffalo lodge. Like, yeah, I'd be dragging them home too if I saw them out there. Like, it's uh, it's a pretty stupid idea for a game. <laughs> you know, it feels like they should just made. Yeah, I was I was gonna say before even knowing about the Flintstones movie game, I was like, they should make the Flintstones movie the game. And then it turns out that's already a thing. And then I thought more about it, I'm like, the Flintstones movie is like a fucking weird corporate betrayal fucking movie. Like there's nothing in that movie that translates to a game. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you gotta take a like a corporate aptitude test and then um <laughs> Flirt with Halle Berry. Like, there's no adventure in that movie, which is very strange. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that makes the uh, the Flintstones movie, the game, even you know more bizarrely conceived. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This, <laughs> it's, you know, they were trying to strike while the iron was hot. That's what they were trying to do, and they did. <laughs> oh, yeah. They got, Flintstones are real hot right now. Yeah, Flintstones are hot in 94, baby. They were going to also make a, uh, a Genesis version of the Flintstones movie game, uh, but they didn't go with a physical release. It was only Sega Channel. <laughs> uh, so that's how good Flintstones were doing in this you know, year from, like, March of 94 to February of 95. Like, got two gray SNES games and a Sega Channel. <laughs> and I'm sure that all the kids were clamoring onto that Sega Channel in, like, January of 95. For oh, the they're fucking- all calm. All their parents and asking them to subscribe. Flintstones, the movie, the game on Sega Channel sounds to me like Waterworld on Virtual Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be a little better than that, but 
saying it sounds just as awful. <laughs> like, Definitely uh, looks better. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the movie game was made by Ocean, so th that's the reason I also went with Mad Rock, is because I wanted to go with the more cartoony soundtrack. The Ocean game, much like Waterworld, has a better soundtrack than it has any right to have. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm uh, pretty sure that Ocean made Waterworld on Virtual Boy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, like the, they also made the SNES one, and it's got a fucking fantastic soundtrack. And I was like, no, 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 no. I want uh, just a fucking SNES Flintstones remix, please. I don't need delicious synth music for my Flintstones game. Like, come on, Ocean. Try a little less hard in the music department, you jerks. Um, but yeah, it's the Flintstones. Uh, I'm impressed with how little we've done the uh, the Flintstone voices during this segment. Because, uh, you know, hey, my... Boo -boo. <laughs> that is Yogi Bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's close. At least it was Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Johnny, give me your best jabber jaw, and then let's move it on to game four. <laughs> oh, God, what was, uh... What did jabber jaw do? Jabber jaw would be like, let's move to the next game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, ah. that's jabber jaw. He's the big shark. I couldn't even yeah, remember yeah, what he yeah, was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Flintstones rule. They're not really, though. It's pretty fucking bad. Um... So, Johnny, let's, let's uh, keep it going to the next rock. Game four. Yabba dabba doo.
uh, this is our fan request for the evening. This one came to us from uh, frequent requester Dire Crow at Dire Haunch Crow on Twitter. So thank you very much, Dire Crow, for the request. And uh, this game's main character, their name is of Hebrew origin, literally meaning light or my light. So who's feeling great? Wonderful. Feeling pretty good. I got a picnic basket. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to keep me broken. Johnny says, hey, boo-boo. Which is incorrect. <laughs> Jesse and David have the correct answer. It's Ori in the Blind Forest. <laughs> God, so we all God, have can to we? Uh, Hannah Barbera characters now. Yeah, I think I'm gonna, say, gonna have to do this just... whole segment as <laughs> Yogi Bear. Well, can we? Can we? Swell. Can we each just pick a Hannah Barbera character to be for the rest of the show? Yes, I'm gonna be Fred Flintstone. Thank God, that's the easiest one. Yeah, uh, but Yogi's the easiest. Ori in the Blind Forest. It's pretty good. <laughs> um. So yeah, this game. Ori in the Blind Forest. Yabba dabba do. It's, um... It's excellent. I haven't played it. I'm aware of it. I'm aware of my desire to play it. Uh... 
It's a gorgeous, uh, platforming, uh, super beautiful game with uh, awesome music, and it's Xbox and, like, Windows exclusives, so I'm not fucking with it. Jesse owns an Xbox. Jesse, have you played, uh, played any Ori? I played a little bit of it today, and it is really, really good. Yeah, good. It's, 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 it's beautiful, like, uh, and it's, it's basically a Metroidvania. And uh, so like if you're it. into those kind of games, it's cool. You're like a like a tree spirit or something. Yes, Ori, like, so, which apparently yeah. in Hebrew means light. <laughs> yeah, so like this big tree got attacked by like an owl, or and an owl like grabbed Ori and like flew off and dropped Ori somewhere. And um, there's like the, like the very beginning. Is so fucking sad. It's yeah, that's what I hear about this game. Everybody references that this is just one of the like most like emotional games Whoa. that you they've ever played. Oh. <laughs> I think so sad that John froze. Oh god! Shit! I'm waiting with bated breath. I'm there still you he- go. I'm still here. Oh. <laughs> I see. I see and hear you now. Oh. Okay. Well, you know, not a Milford man then, um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, sorry, you guys didn't freeze for me. I was just carrying on with the conversation. I've heard this is one of the most like emotional and like sad games ever. <laughs> um, well, yeah, the first part I played, that part was pretty pretty depressing. Um, <laughs> spoil it, spoil it. <laughs> so like, it, Ori, like, uh, where you start off as playing as like this big like dumpy looking dude, <laughs> and so like you're walking around and you find this. Uh, this little tree spirit passed out. And of course, I don't know if you know it's a tree spirit or not, but you're just like a good person. You're like, hey, I'm going to help this creature, whatever it is. And so it shows like you and the creature like living over like the years and stuff. But something's going on with the forest. Like the forest is like dying. Uh, you're having trouble finding food, it looks like. And um, so it comes down to where like, the dude like goes out looking for some more food and he finds one like piece of fruit left and he brings it to Ori and Ori eats it and then like Ori goes out to go looking for more food and uh, he finds some and he brings it back and the like dude's dead god damn it <laughs> it's like oh, oh shit cool <laughs> so literally your only friend uh, yeah is dead at the beginning of the game yeah. <laughs> Great! Uh-huh. Sounds uplifting! So. But then you get to play as Ori. Then, um... Soon after that, Ori gets killed. <laughs> <laughs> but then the tree uh, brings you back to life. Oh, okay. And then, of course, the forest is really fucked then. So I yeah. guess you're trying to, like, either get home to the tree and hopefully fix the forest or, or something. But, uh... Hmm cool it's it's pretty cool so far it's it's it gets really tough too so if you like tough platforming this could scratch that itch yeah um, no i mean like it, it's it, not like too frustrating but you're gonna fail a bunch and then when you get it you're gonna be like yes i've seen little videos and bits and pieces of it the only thing that i'm unclear on <laughs> is if there's any like combat oh uh, yeah you get like this little thing that follows you around and you like shoot fire out of it oh okay cool because yeah so. it looked like you're playing as like this little like 
I don't know, like Ori is like uh, just like this little light creature with like yeah. uh, you know, it's really adorable. And I'm like, you know, does that thing even attack things? It's so tiny and like cute. And yeah, you know, I I couldn't really tell because it looked more like uh, maybe it was just gonna be one of those games where you just go around and take in the sights and maybe you know collect some things and you know maybe lay them on a pedestal or something like that. I, I was like, it's just gonna be one of those no uh, no violence whatsoever games. But I'm not saying oh you know thank God there's violence, but it was like yeah I know I know what you mean though. It's you know it, it, I I was confused looking at it as to how there would be <laughs> any combat. <laughs> And, you know, yeah. if it's a Metroidvania, there has to be some kind of combat. You got to have the blue door and you got to shoot it with something. And then you got to have the red door and shoot it with a different thing. I mean, you know, there's rules to a Metroidvania. Oh, yeah, totally. Can't have a Metroidvania, no combat. How absurd. Then you're just walking yeah. through a large house or cave or something. Well, I know there's combat because if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Rivals of Ether, which is like a Smash Brothers indie clone. Like... Mm. Ori is a guest character in the game. Oh, cool. So, like, there's definitely combat involved. I don't think it may not be as extensive as that, because obviously if you put a character in a fighting game, like, they have to fight. But I'm sure there's, like, some kind of scratch fire attack in the original game. Cool. Yeah, I'm interested now. I'm even more interested in that game. Like, how does this cute little light uh, forest spirit translate to a fighting game? It's uh, intriguing to me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the game looks great. And they just announced, uh, I guess, a sequel at E3 this year. And, you know, I was hoping that when Microsoft kind of started letting some of their partnerships loosen up and, like, allowed Cuphead on uh, Switch, that they would announce Ori for Switch. And unless I just wasn't paying attention and they did that, but I don't think they have. So, uh, um, so. I'm pretty sure they did. Like, oh. I don't know if it's the original game or if it's the sequel, but there, there is going to be an Ori game coming out to switch. Oh. Okay, good. Uh, hmm. See, you know, a cursory Google search shows that, uh, Oh, Ori in the blind forest listed for switch on wholesale UK website. So, Still cool. in the still in the rumor mill as far as Google is concerned, but hey, I'll take it. I I really want. I thought pl- it was announced at E3. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like it was. Yeah, it's all good. E3 kind of ran together for me this year, and you know, I just got all excited once I saw Banjo Kazooie. That's what you're thinking of. The other thing that Microsoft <laughs> was holding close to the vest, they <laughs> they let us have Banjo Kazooie back, and uh, you know, Banjo Kazooie in the Blind Forest. Uh, Oh yeah, fantastic God, game. That's a game I'd love to play. Oh, God, wait, no, hold on. Yeah, because one of them would starve to death at the beginning of the game. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> well, no. going to die. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he comes back just hopping in that backpack and, like, you know, drops yeah, some but, food for Banjo. Ban- Ban- <laughs> Banjo <laughs> and the blind Kazooie. <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine, like, Kazooie slowly dying in Banjo's arms and Banjo just looking with a single mm. tear in his eye saying, Yeah, (laughs) and then carrying around dead Kazooie in his backpack the whole game, probably trying to revive it or something. Like it's like a a Swiss Army Man situation. (laughs) (laughs) How are we referencing this two shows in a row? (laughs) Because it's a damn good movie. It's a fine fine film. Uh, I don't like this at all. Yeah, you know. Uh, it sounds like a delightful crossover, save for the, you know, it's as though we, it's, 
not like someone has <laughs> to die to spark the crossover. <laughs> like, <laughs> it sounds like a delightful crossover where one of the main characters is a dead weight. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe Banjo and Kazooie could just show up and help Ori. Maybe they don't have to, neither one of them has to die. They're just like an assist character in the game. Yeah, uh -huh. I'm just saying. Microsoft needs to, you know, have a big rare universe that they're incorporating into things, or have or have the Ori sequel have a Spiral Mountain level, like just you know find somewhere nice and bright and chipper, not full of like weird woodland monsters, but full of hay bales with googly eyes. <laughs> I, mean, like, <laughs> I, like the, I like the idea of Ori just incorporating the entire rare universe. So you run into Banjo Kazooie, you run into the Jet Force Gemini team, you run into Joanna Dark, you mm -hmm. know. I'd be really into that. You know. Yes, Viva Pinata. Oh god, there needs to be a Viva Pinata village in Ori in the Blind Forest too. Ori in the Sea of Thieves. It'd be uh be a lot of fun. But uh yeah, no, uh the game looks delightful and Jesse, I want a full report as the game goes on as yeah, to whether or not it, it you know, cool. throws you into a full blown like sadness meltdown. Because uh, uh, I hear it does. I well, hear if I it's... get too sad, I probably won't I'll stop playing it. Ah, oh, damn! I'll play it until it gets sad. Maybe it'll surprise you and get sad right at the end. <laughs> you beat the game, and then it just hits you with all the sad. Like all the characters come back to life, and then they all die again. Oh, like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, that's uh, the Ori and the Blind Forest Klonoa crossover. Ooh. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, you never see it coming, man. These fucking adorable games—they they psych you out, <laughs> and then they hit you the hardest. That's uh, that's just how it goes. But uh, yeah, great game, uh, great soundtrack. I'm glad that we finally got to use it as a request. Thanks again, Dire Crow. He had requested this a while back, but then uh, renewed that request this week on the Discord, so I appreciate him doing that. Uh, so yeah, hit us with your requests on Discord if you want them featured on the show, and. Uh, I think it's time to keep it going, Johnny. What do we got to uh, what do we got to bring us home tonight? Game five.
So, uh, this pirate game featuring anthropomorphic creatures has an orchestra option on the title screen. see what you got. We got Alright, we got Johnny with Pirates of Dark Water, that's incorrect. We got John with Sid Meier's Pirates, it's incorrect. And David with Pirates Gold, that's also incorrect. This is a game called High Seas Havoc. And uh, I discovered this recently. It's a weird, like, pirate game where you play as a seal named Havoc. And he has, a, like, a sidekick named Tide. And, uh... Does uh, the seal like... have, like, shockwave powers? No, 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 he doesn't. Um, Damn. He has a sword, and he can run kind of fast. But he can only use the sword when he jumps, which is kind of weird. Um, that, that is weird. The, the game does feel very Sonic the Hedgehog-y in some ways because there's like uh, these hills you run down and the hills look very much like a like a sonic hill and the way you run is a little sonic-y it's weird um, but like it's very it's like a very pretty game like the, there's some cool like anime cutscene type uh, things at the beginning and the um, like graphics all you know the sprite work looks pretty good and the animations are nice um, and it's like one of those games that I don't remember ever seeing as a kid, but I would have been really, I probably would have bought this game or had someone buy it for me if I'd seen it. Yeah, as like a Sonic playing kid, I assume you would see like, eh, vaguely Sonic, but he's a pirate, like, 
yeah, fuck it, that sounds good. <laughs> like, it, uh, it looks cute, and yeah, your graphics look good. Yeah, so, is it, uh, did you play it at all? Is it, you know, does it have, like, yeah, the, Yeah, I played uh, a little bit. Have, the, like, the it, same pace to the action as Sonic, or is it a little slower? I mean, obviously, it's, it's a little a, slower. How could you be as fast yeah, as Sonic? Come on, what am I asking? Yeah, <laughs> Sonic's the fastest thing alive. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely slower, but you get the idea. And, like, if you've played Sonic games, you'll look at them and be like, these guys like Sonic the Hedgehog, you know? It's it's a Data East game, which is weird, too. Hmm. So it's like huh. Data East's version of Sonic, and except he's a pirate and a seal. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, seals famously run so fast. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe if it was like a, a snow level, he could, like, slide on the ice really fast. But It really is funny that there's a seal game in which he runs at all. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Why does he have feet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have questions about this uh, seal. Yeah, <laughs> just picturing a seal with, like, two pirate peg legs. It's like, you know, ew, how do those work? Um... But it sounds cool. You know, sounds like Pirate Sonic, but not, like, you know. Yeah, pretty, I mean, it's... Begs the question of why they didn't just option off to Sega and have Sega make a Sonic Pirate game. Like, how is there not a Sonic Pirate game yet? Yeah, Johnny, what, what, what tell us more about the possibilities of a Sonic Pirate game. Yeah. Can we expect it? I, man, I would love to play a Sonic Pirate game, like... You can go through all the water levels of all the previous Sonic games. But be so, good at them. <laughs> but on a ship. Yeah, but like not, yeah, it'd be way less terrible. So you can go <laughs> you through. Sail through but, chemical plant zone. Sail <laughs> through. <laughs> much better. Sail through labyrinth zone. Yeah. <laughs> How does this even work? I mean, but like, you know, they made those like storybook Sonic series, uh, you know, for like the, the Wii and stuff. How did they not land on pirates? How did they land on like Wind Knight? Instead of fucking Pirate Sonic. Well, that's because, like, all of the storybook Sonic games were terrible, and they never <laughs> wanted to make another one. I didn't say these were supposed to be good. <laughs> like, I, you know, at no point Although, did I you know, say this with the expectation that Pirate Sonic would be good. <laughs> but, like, you to know, be fair, it has to be I, better than I Sonic think, Unleashed. <laughs> I think Sonic Rush Adventure was, like, a pirate game, because I remember the boss being, like... It wasn't Robotnik, but it was a, a robot who looked like Robotnik, and I seem to remember him, like, having a ship and you being on open water. Like, I feel that was vaguely pirate-esque. Uh, I like it. Yeah, you can't Google Sonic Pirate Games because it just teaches you how to pirate Sonic games. That's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of Sonic says... It's the very same game. problem we ran into earlier. Like, yeah. Sonic oh, what says... says with the pirate Don't Sonic with the bootlegs. It's like, oh no, that's a different search. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I like the idea. I like a, I like a full blown pirate game. I mean, that's you know, usually it's like a pirate level or you know, like a pirate world. But like to make it a full like you know, yeah, you're a pirate and it's a pirate game, like. How many of those can you name? Like, I don't want to declare a theme for next week as though I got a game in my back pocket, but, like, I can think of some pirate games. Like, that yeah, makes me think that you pirates. do want to declare a theme for next week. No, I really, really don't. It's it's fine. Um, yeah, I definitely don't have any pirate soundtracks downloaded and ready to rock. Not at all. Um, 
I can't tell if you're serious or not. That's the beauty of it, David. I'm not gonna, not gonna. I'm playing my uh, hand pretty close to the chest here. <laughs> Uh, does John secretly love pirate games, or does he? Uh, is he really trying to dodge this? You'll never know. Um, especially if we choose this theme next week. Uh, no, it, you know, I don't know. I, I like the idea. Uh, I also just love, you know, uh, animal-based mascot platformers from like uh, the fucking '90s. It seems like Sonic came out, and then it's like. Uh, you know, Johnny. You know, give us some other uh, like shitty animal-based uh, platformers for the Genesis. What was was there like? Uh, Bubsy. Uh, yeah, Bubsy. Um, awesome possum. Awesome. That's the mm. one I was trying to think of. Uh, Arrow the acrobat. Yep. I, what was it? Jazz Jackrabbit. One of them. Uh, Kamikaze a- the flying squirrel. Yes. I oh, man. think Jazz Jackrabbit was an educational game series like for DOS. I think that's. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it sounds I like a teach- Sonic ripoff. <laughs> no, I think he teaches you numbers. Okay, <laughs> I'm cool not playing that and finding out. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, We're just, just listing. It seems like they should have flooded the market with shitty animal-based games, and this one's like, hey, but also he's a pirate. It's like, hey, okay, now, you know, so you can stand around and slash people with a sword. Well, no, you can jump and hit people with a sword. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know Why? Uh, we forgot to animate it. All he can do is run. <laughs> uh. Yeah, like it's not like the best, but like of all the like the shitty ones, it's like it's way better than any of the shitty ones. Like like worlds apart. Oh, another animal-based one. Is it better than Wolf Child? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dredging that up. Yeah, I made you play that a couple weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> fuck that game. Um, then that takes place at the at the beginning. You're on a you're on a wolf ship, so maybe we can get a wolf child high seas havoc crossover. Oh, there we go. A hardcore <laughs> wolf man fighting a cute uh, pirate seal. Like, I'd play that. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. It, it seems uh, seems like a fun game. Seems like it's uh, bound to show up on your uh, your video series at some point because it sounds like probably unless it's like the Flintstones Treasure of the Sierra Madrock, and it's like super easy. It sounds like no. it would be really goddamn frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> like, it's still old platformer top, but uh, it's one of the better ones. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, Jesse, anything else on High Seas Havoc? I know, really. I think that seals it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's Johnny. We got to do it now. Effects I've played tonight. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it so many times, man. I like it. Uh, so, Johnny, start that calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Space. Boops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is. Jesse Moore. Excellent. Hell yeah. Great show, Jesse. You got a uh, perfect score tonight. You uh, you kind of kicked ass. So, uh, mm. you know, I, uh, I have no way of disqualifying this score. So that means uh, you have to be the winner, and you have to pick the theme for the next episode. Um, you know, I was thinking about it today, and I feel like we've never done anime games. Probably not. Um, and and I don't mean like games based on an anime, but like you know if the art style is anime-ish, because I know we've played tons of those. You know, 
does okay. Super Sonic count as anime-ish? I mean, technically. But you, you know what I mean. <laughs> so, so, yes. Are we doing games based on animes and games that are done in an anime style, even though they're not based on animes? Or, uh... Yeah. Well, I mean, any game based on an anime would presumably have an anime style. Oh, brother, yes. you have no idea how wrong that could be. <laughs> if, if you put, like, Dragon Ball Evolution the game, I will punch you in the nuts. Well, that's not based on anime. That's based on one of the best movies of all time. But uh, You lie like a goddamn <laughs> rug. Hey, I'm a big fan of the cast of Shameless before they started on Shameless. Um... No, but uh, you know, some of those older, like, you know, DBZ, SNES games, like, there's nothing really anime style about that. Like, it's it's only vaguely Vegeta. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I, I like it. I think it's, uh, it's going to be a fun theme because uh, we're going to have some great graphics on this podcast. Uh, or we're gonna talk about some uh, some great animes, some uh, some classic moments. And you know, you know, Johnny's biggest wheelhouse besides Super Sonic is anime. <laughs> so, oh uh, yeah, I, I know all the animes. Yep, he used, uh, to, he used to pirate anime. Fully exactly. Cooly. Uh, I. God, there's not I a fully cooly game, is there? I think this is the earliest that we have done this bit, but can we preemptively name the next episode vaguely Vegeta? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> we'll just see. We'll ha- we gotta get there first, man. But uh, I mean, Pokemon is a fucking anime. You're right. So, yeah. And there's very little anime about those, baby. So, yeah, thank you, Jesse, for a second example of what I was talking about. Uh, and thank you all so much for listening. Thanks, everybody, watching along live with us tonight. We're live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. We're on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Search for Game That Tune. Come, uh, come watch along live with us. Thanks to everybody listening in podcast form. Our podcasts come out on Wednesday mornings, and they're available in... Uh, Apple Podcasts or anywhere where you get your podcasts. So just search for Game That Tune and listen to us anywhere you like. Uh, we really appreciate everybody listening in podcast form. Thank you to everybody checking out patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for fun exclusives. We've got GTT Gyms. We've got GTT Mixtapes. We've got Jesse's Covered Up Series. Uh, we are at some point, I keep promising this, but you know, I mean it. We're going to do it. We're going to do new movie commentary at some point. Maybe we'll just skip Wing Commander and go straight to the Flintstones movie uh, just to get a palate cleanse in there and get us back on track. <laughs> I don't know. We'll just see. Um, but we appreciate everybody's support over there. Uh, we're doing fun stuff with the uh, with the support. You know, We upgrade our equipment. And we keep our 24-7 video game music live stream going, which I don't know if we uh, mentioned it, but uh, that, that stream's been streaming nonstop for over a year now, so we really do appreciate the support. And check out youtube.com slash game that tune for our 24-7 stream. Um, and thank you very much to our Patreon superfan tier producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens. You guys are all fantastic, and we appreciate your great support of the show. Thank you, Dire Crow, for the request tonight. Uh, he sent us his request via Discord, and... I didn't celebrate it enough during our discussion of the game because I was feeling really sad envisioning a dead Kazooie. But uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and sound the alarm. 800th game featured on Game That Tune. It's Ori and the Blind Forest. So uh, we got yet another milestone. Spikes. Uh? My man. My man. 
eight hundred more times, John. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, we uh, we're past eight hundred games on the show. Thank you, Dire Crow, for the great request. Thank you, everybody that's ever made a request. Uh, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun, and uh, we're just gonna keep crossing those milestones off the list, baby. So yeah, you can hit us up with a request in our Discord, or you can hit us up on Twitter at Game That Tune. Uh, you can hit us up in our email, Game That Tune at gmail.com. And then uh, you can follow all of us individually on Twitter. I am there at jgangsta187. You can follow John Regan on Twitter at... Friends. Yes, exactly. Uh, you can follow David Fleming on Twitter at... DFD Fleming. And you can follow Jesse Moore, this week's winner, on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. All right, man. You've got the bonus tunes, so take us home. Well, with uh, a lot of people are excited about that Link's Awakening... Um, remake looks really cool uh, so how about Random Encounters cover of Tal Tal Heights I love it man peace out everybody Shinobi is copyright 1991 Sega Games Company Limited. Wampum is copyright 1991 Jellico. The Flintstones, the treasure of the Sierra Madrock, is copyright 1994 Taito Corporation. Ori and the Blind Forest is copyright 2015 Moon Studios and Microsoft Corporation. High Seas Havoc is copyright 1993 Data East. To be more recognizable to a Western audience. Uh, okay, one second. <laughs> Hold on. That trivia is possibly for a different game that will appear in this episode. Yeah, your game, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we picked the same game, which I don't think we did. I thought you said that I was going to go first. Oh, shit, I did. Oh, that's but my was bad. that your music? All right, Johnny, what's the trivia for this game? <laughs> David, yeah. <laughs> like, you heard your own music, though? Like... <laughs>
you heard the songs that were playing, didn't you? So, <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> All right. So. Um. Shit. I'm all distracted now. Um, I also like how I started giving trivia for this game and you didn't stop me. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I've never had that happen to me before. I'm terribly confused. <laughs> uh, for a second, though, I was like, maybe we picked the same game. No, John, we didn't pick the same game. We will never pick the same game. <laughs> It's, uh... <laughs> You're clearly so thrown by David's trivia read that you don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm really Which I shouldn't reference because I'm ha gonna have to edit that out, so... Uh, <laughs> wow! The GG Shinobi is saying... <laughs> okay, so... Now are we sure this, this is your game, David? That's gonna be something that you're gonna have to edit. <laughs> uh oh. Fuck game that tune, I'm out! Well, that's some weird trivia. <laughs> <laughs> John's cheer for this game is, he leaves the show. Yeah. So, uh... Sorry about that, guys. Is that that's part of your trivia? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, goodbye. <laughs>